I do it every time. I mean, I'm going to forget to cut my microphone on at least once. Uh, if I didn't, it wouldn't be uh, the Georgia Tech live show. Now, I have talked with Sea uh, Dog. Uh, I think he might come on briefly. Uh, if you're in Georgia, there's some pretty bad storms. He uh, has lost power. Um, so if he jumps on the stream yard, we will definitely uh, hear his thoughts. So let's roll up to the chat here. Mike Dudd says, I was the first to hit the like button. By the way, guys, uh, if you hadn't hit the like button... What are you doing? It's free. Uh, it helps the show. Uh, if you like your boy wreck there, hit the like button. We got 32 people in here, 10 likes. It's not a good ratio. Um, BC Jackets uh, says, what's up, guys? Uh, yes, if you didn't know. I mean, the Pac-12 isn't officially uh, over, I guess, but uh, for all intents and purposes, it is. Um, only four teams left. Uh doesn't look good. Let's see here. CJ in here says, WTF did I just walk into? Uh, the Georgia Tech live show. Uh, you know, Stay on your toes because you're prone to hearing something such as that. Uh, John Burns, welcome, says, uh, when will the ACC get, the def get off the defensive and go on the offensive and grow the brand? That's what I've been asking, and the likes of Slum... Slim Shady Canes has said, well, how do you know they're not? I don't. I can only go off of what I can see. And from what I can see, they haven't really done anything. So I agree with you, John Burns. I mean, look, maybe the Granorites is this rock that's going to keep the ACC uh, together. Um, but I actually talked with Sea Dog while we're at the fan day. And uh, what do we, I mean, you're just kind of kicking the rock down the road there. But anyways, uh, Sunbeam Gaming says, LMAO, it's all Oregon highlights. I couldn't find a Pac-12 highlight video, so I just picked Oregon uh, since they're going to the Big 12. Vandy Dandy, I've already addressed this comment, but he says Georgia Tech will be wishing they were in the Pac-12 after the ACC folds. I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to... Um, patronize the intelligence of the audience by responding to that ignoramus comment a second time. Do, 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 Uncle Lou, breaking FSU still in the ACC. That is right, Uncle Lou. Um, isn't, that, isn't that something? Uh, but August 15th isn't here yet, is it? Uh, got about a week left. Do, 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 do. Ben Jones, people act like these schools who are left out are going to quit playing football. Too much money involved not to fold up programs. Power five schools will land somewhere. Uh, that is true. I'm sure they're not just going to quit playing football. But if you're not in one of these um, money-making conferences, it's going to be very hard for you to compete J just because you're going to be behind the eight ball money-wise so much. Uh DW, that 300 mil is from ESPN, right? If if it is, FSU might be able to renegotiate it. What? What? Why would they do that? So the Fox is the one who does the Big Ten, right? That's who Florida State seems to be hitting they're going or that's what's all the talk is about so why would espn 
renegotiate a buyout to let them go to a competitor. Are we eating tarred sandwiches in, 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 in here again? Uncle Lou says uh, 300 mil, uh, 500 mil, they just make up any random amount. That's right. That's right. In fact, I have a little, I'm going to pull this up. If you guys uh, didn't know, this is actual footage of the Florida State chairman. Oh, crap. Hey, hey, you see my iPad token? Funny, you don't seem to have one. I thought your family was rich. Ha ha, you dumbasses have to play Foursquare because you don't have iPads. Oh, what should I do on my iPad next? Think I'll email some of my friends. Oh, no, wait, maybe I'll download some more cool apps. This is so awesome. Tom Saltzman says you don't really have an iPad. What? Tom Saltzman says you just glued a piece of glass to an iPad cover and you're faking it. This is FSU. Tom Saltzman's dad is an alcoholic who drinks and drives. Let me see your iPad, Cartman. Let's, Seriously, you guys. Let's see that way out of the granite rights. He's the one who ran over Joey Potts' dog because Joey Potts doesn't know how to take care of his animals, which is why he gets beat by his mom. Just let us see your iPad, Cartman. No, because the battery's dead. It just ran out of power. So plug it in. I left my... Yeah, that's Florida State. Let's just well, if you have a way out of the ground of rights, let's see it. If you if you've got um, you know, this buyout money, let's see it. No, it's, it's, we we totally have it. We totally have a way out. Okay, cool. Anyways, uh, you can't really um, talk to these Florida State people. In fact, I think it would be appropriate. Until we have a final answer on this, to start every show off with, um, I have I have it on my little a little notepad here. This was if you watched the last live show, I read this, but I feel like we need to read it again. I posted it on Twitter. This I have to preface this by like I didn't make this up. This sounds like I typed in "tell me the dumbest thing" in Chat GPT and it generated this. Not the case. I didn't make this up. This is an actual comment. If you're going to be surprised by the Robert restaurant, but if you're going to talk about something, at least tell the truth happened academic-wise. They are, they are. Or I'm sorry, they are, they are up there. They are, they are up there. They do a little research. That's the problem with a lot of media people, regular flatbed your gums. I have no idea what the hell they are talking about. And no one has any idea what the hell that guy's talking about. That is an actual comment from an actual Florida State man. And I, and the thing is, that comment might make more sense than, that might not be the dumbest comment any Florida State man has made about this. Also, another Florida State man said, you're thinking checkers while Florida State is playing 3D chess. Watch and learn. Uh, and I had to inform him, 3D chess is just regular chess. It's just It's just regular chess, man. I think you meant 40 chess and he won't concede that he didn't know what he was talking about. I responded with that and he's like, it's complicated, man. What you talking about? They're making stuff happen over there. Okay. Fox and ESPN are both owned by Disney. Who's already making layoffs. Neither network are going to take a cut right now on behalf of a college football team. 
Yeah, I mean, um, North Carolina actually spoke up about this and uh, said, uh, hold on, I actually have an article pulled up here. This is from ESPN. Um, uh, let's see if I can just record capture. Yeah. Do I still have the thing highlighted? This is what people need to see, because this is what I believe. One could argue they're just trying to create chaos and that they uh, thought the only way to make it work would be to break the league up, one source said. Part of the theory here is that they bang the drum real loud and eventually everyone else would panic. Now, Florida State, man. Would you say that's maybe accurate? Also, the uh, I don't know who it was who it was that was representing North Carolina was like, basically just shut your mouth, dude. Unless you got something actionable to um, to do to report to tell people about, shut your flatbed gums there. How about that? Anyways, um, in other news. Sea uh, Dog and I did go to fan the, to the first Saturday uh, on the flats. I did get Brent Key's signature here uh, on my mini helmet. It was a ton of fun. Seminole Seth in here, Gold Knowles. Well, uh, I don't know if if you heard what I just said, but uh, you you came on last week, didn't you? Uh, Mid McDonald says, Rec Talk, I don't think we lose UNC. I'll tell you what, though. I think it's interesting that North Carolina hasn't been brought up because I do think North Carolina is a very desirable team to land in one of these conferences. I think Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina all seem very SEC-esque to me and would make sense to go uh, to the SEC. Um which is all I said in the first video I made about it, and uh, people got mad at me. Uh, but I do have, uh, where is it? Yeah, a little uh, little video here from me and Sea Dog at the first Saturday uh, on the flats. And I know you guys are surprised. Did you see those ups? Did you see how high off the ground I got? Uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. If you can't tell from the video, and if you haven't watched Sea Dog's video, he actually um, cut off a Georgia Tech sweatshirt, cut the sleeves off of it, which is actually what Brinky uh, wore uh, last season. 
and he took one of the cutoff sleeves and had Brent Key uh, sign it. So go check out that video. Brent Key just looks at it and is like, man, that's awesome. So um, also, if you're not a member um, of the channel, I actually give, there's a few members only videos, one of me doing the Icky Shuffle at the fan event, which was um, probably the most impressive thing anyone had ever seen there. Um, but I also have a video where I give an in-depth breakdown of my experience with the Techway and Georgia Tech NIL as a content creator. Um, so if you kind of want the inside scoop and my true unbridled opinion about it and kind of what has gone on behind the scenes of the channel with me and that, become a member uh, today and check that, check that video out. Rec, did you not just see that chat? What chat? Georgia Tech, which one? Which one are you talking about, BC? The one that says Georgia Tech should have kept Paul Johnson. Wing T is hard to prepare for, especially in one week. Respectfully, I don't think Georgia Tech will ever be able to recruit at a high level. But then again, you're in the ATL. I'm done. I'm done. Let's break that apart for a second. And I love you. And there's nothing wrong with loving Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson's a Hall of Fame college quarterback or college coach. Here's the thing. If you're conceding that recruiting at Georgia Tech is really hard, what else would be an impediment to recruiting? Running the triple option. If you run the triple option, can you talk? To a Jeff Sims, can you talk to a guy like, I don't know, um, Graham Knowles we just signed, Aaron Philo, any of these good quarterbacks? Can you even make an offer or have a conversation with a Deshaun Watson or a Trevor Lawrence? No. No. So... You're saying we already, you're waving the flag like we're just never going to recruit well and then put another brick wall impediment to recruiting up. Like, I'm sorry, I love you, buddy. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. All right? And the thing is, or Jameer Gibbs, because in the triple option, you don't have a featured back. So you're never going to land a guy like Jameer Gibbs. And I think what has happened is people look at what happened under Jeff Collins and a lot of people that are a part of this kind of old school mentality are like, see, this modern shit, it just doesn't work. Just it will never work. And that's nonsense. By the way, let me bring in my boy Sea Dog here. Oh, why is my hold on one second. Why is my StreamYard not showing the screen capture here. I'm just going to do it this way. It's the best way I can do it. What's going on, C-Dog? Oh, all right. 
Oh, I don't have my desktop audio off. What's going on, C Dog? Welcome to, welcome to the to the Georgia Tech live show. You caught me when I'm I'm going off on a rant here. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, uh-uh, no, it no. I've been booting up my computer, and I guess I have a hard HDD, not a SDD, and so it makes it slower to start up, and it takes like thirty minutes to start my computer up if the power goes out. So. <laughs> Okay. Like it literally takes a thing thirty minutes to start up and load into this. You need a uh, what? What do you call them? Those M, one of those M two drives, man. I uh, need something because it is horrible. And the one I have at work, it just boots right up at, within seconds and it's ready to go. And everything else on this PC is like really, really good. So I want to get that fixed, whatever it is. But I'm not like a super computer guy, you know. So I just went off on this rant. Let me read read uh, yeah. basically basically this guy saying uh, unless Georgia Tech runs a triple option, like we're never going to be able to have. Oh, not that success. again! Come on. Wreck talk. If Paul Johnson had Jeff Collins' 2021 roster, he would have won the ACC. Yeah. So if you just set aside recruiting and say, hey, we're not going to worry about recruiting and let someone else recruit for your first year, yeah, probably. What do you it's do true. after that? No, he, he's probably right. If he, if Paul Johnson would tear up the ACC with this uh, roster, but the problem is the recruits we have now, the people on our roster now, don't want to play for a triple option. You think Jameer Gibbs would have ever come here, ever if we were running the triple option? No. Yeah. No. Paul Johnson's biggest successes were with recruits he didn't recruit. Yeah. It is. It is what it is. And they were, and and we ran it for too long. It was way past its prime. I don't think our videos on the. Uh, yeah, I'm working on stream. it. <laughs> I don't know why. So, uh, I don't know why it's doing this. Hold on. But go ahead. We were never going to be able to recruit these players. Triple option. Triple option. In this day and age is literally for schools that can't recruit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now he's like, well, what has it gotten you? And, and I was saying, like, you can't even have a conversation with a guy like Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, and they're like, well, what are you going to do? You don't have NIL money. I'm like, I get it, but we're, I'm not saying we're going to land those guys. The point being, you can't even have a conversation about them or have an What are you talking chance. about? What talent gap? You just you just got done saying, or this other guy just got done saying, how good of a roster we have and how good our recruiting is now. What talent gap? There are plenty. Right now, as it stands, Georgia Tech is has a top twenty-five class. You can be competitive. There's no t- talent gap with a top twenty-five class. Okay, there's plenty of teams that recruit outside of the top twenty-five that are competitive, but we're recruiting inside of it <laughs> with Brent Key. And Jeff Collins was too until he started uh, losing all those games. Well, Brent Key, you know, a lot of people pointed to Jeff Collins' failures as some kind of proof that Georgia Tech has to run the triple option. We can never be competitive without it. Jeff Collins' failures were because he couldn't, he didn't know what he was doing. Okay. Brent Key took over that very same roster and immediately improved everything about the team. Immediately. It was clear that Jeff Collins had no idea what he was doing, okay? 
And and if you still have doubts, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, I guess I get it if you haven't been paying attention to Georgia Tech. I guess I would get it in that case. Um, but, I mean, he took over – Jeff Collins, if he had stayed our coach uh, the entire year last year, probably would have maybe won one more game. And the fact yeah. that Brent Key was able to get to five and seven with two quarterbacks being hurt is insane. And and for those of you that still don't believe it, well, you'll you'll just have to see this year. You'll just have to see this year. <laughs> I thought I'll be honest with you, I thought we were beyond this type of thing. Like yeah. let me look uh, back through the chat. I haven't I will say, though, Paul Johnson proved he could recruit decent players. What about Justin Thomas, Darren Waller, DeAndre Smelter? Yes, he did recruit decent, decent players. But let me ask you this. All of the teams that are finishing top ten every year, what do they have in common? Do they not also generally recruit in the top ten? So are you just going to concede, well, Tech should never be a competitive program? I mean, Paul Johnson's recruiting and wins and everything fell off towards the end of his time here. And it's like, you can blame that on whoever you want to blame it on. I mean, he didn't have the buy-in uh, from the administration that Brent Key has now. But Oh, this is a Tennessee guy, it looks like to yeah. me. Okay, sorry. But there's also another guy in here, too, mid-McDonald. Um, well, I mean... One, so. yeah. But, I mean, it... I mean still the both of you <laughs> what would change your mind i mean if we went i mean we have a top we already have a top 25 recruiting class they had top 25 classes jeff collins had top 25 classes before he started performing horribly on the field what would it take to convince you that georgia tech can recruit really well i mean i don't i guess a seven eight win season with with talent that's not a, tri a triple option team because i've been hearing this from people like georgia tech will never be able to make a bowl or or whatever without the triple option it's just silly it's silly <laughs> bc jacket started this i just saw in the chat he's like did you see that i was like hold on what i literally got up and walked away i had to go get water <laughs> i have to go get water now too and a hat because my hair looks stupid it's like in an awkward stage right now where it's like my hairline, I didn't notice this because my hair is long, but my hairline doesn't look as good as it used to. That's concerning. I'm only 25, man. No, no. All right, let me get some water. All right. Uh, DW says, we need NIL money to recruit in the top 10. We don't have that. Agree. Agree. Um, I am a huge critic of the, NI, of the way NIL is being handled at Georgia Tech. But... I was making a point that if you're just going to concede to the triple option and think that, oh, but we do have good players, um, we're not going to be competitive with the best teams with a few good players. It's just not going to happen. Uh, if Bama were to grab Key, that would mean we are doing very good. I just – I don't think Key uh, – Key's not the one I'm worried about leaving. In fact, I think Key is one of he might be the only guy we could hire if we got we were very successful consistently and by that I mean a top 10 team that wouldn't leave I really I really believe that um I can't think of another guy that that would fit that bill for Georgia Tech 
Um, Mid McDonald says, Rec Talk, I feel like the athletic department at Tech didn't help Johnson as much as they could have. I agree with that, by the way. 100% agree with that. The problem with Georgia Tech is that they do not have enough people who care about football. I've heard this as well. Um, We just don't have enough people that care about football. I I think we had people that didn't understand the landscape of modern college football. I think Jay Bat is a great addition for addressing that. But here's the thing, and I'm putting words in your mouth, admittedly. But the same people that will say that are the same people that get pissed off about the Hyundai Field thing. And that's where I just throw my hands up like, I mean, what do you want? What do you want them to do? Anytime they do do something actionable now, it's like, oh, man, let's stand on our traditions, baby. But we need to do something. But not that. But it can't be that. (laughs) God, y'all got me piping mad. Go ahead, C-Dog. I don't even know. No, yeah, it's going to take stuff like that. It's going to take stuff like that. um, I saw somebody on Twitter the other day. Uh, I forget who it was, but they reposted. Um, they posted a chart of the teams of the college football programs in the most debt of all of FBS, and Cal was number one. They had like they're they're they had like a stadium renovation, much like us, that they're still paying for, and their their athletic department is in shambles. And Georgia. <laughs> and no, and um, and, and so Cal was in that situation, but um, so they were number one, but number freaking like four was or six or something was Georgia Tech, and um, that was uh, we are in a ton of debt, and you just have to do you just have to do shit like that in today's college football with realignment and like the money the dollar rules all. So you got to make some sacrifices and stuff if you want to be competitive in football. If you want to take football seriously, you have to give up some of the things that you would rather not do. I agree. And that's why I love John Burns' comment. He comments this all the time. For all the people that are mad about the Hyundai Field thing, read his comment. Remember, winning ain't free. Send a check, even if it's only $100. So. I got in a Facebook group argument. I had to leave the Facebook group because I like I don't generally <laughs> get mad, but when I do, it's like I don't know, 15 years of angst <laughs> that that comes out. I told out. you I told you you would it like yell it's like yelling into abyss is arguing with those people on Facebook. Yeah. Now, I actually agree with DW, though. It was fun to me watching the triple option, and I'm probably an outlier in that. But, I, you know, there was there was a lot of fun to be had with it. It's just... I got tired I got tired of it. It was not something I ever thought we should be doing. No, I agree. And I, I just didn't... It was not my thing. It was fun at first, but... You know, we we just never should have we never should have hired Paul Johnson. Frankly, I no, it we, might piss some people off, but I mean, he was a great coach, and I respect him for what he did. But we never should have hired him. We talked about this in line to see Brent Key, which was uh, the longest line <laughs> there. So we got to have you know a pretty lengthy conversation. 
I wonder what you guys in the chat think. We could have hired Dave Cutcliffe instead of Paul Johnson. What do y'all would y'all have rather us done that? Because uh, I think I kind of would have. I would have too. It is a stereotypical kind of boring old man hire that Georgia Tech would make. That would be like us hiring Willie Fritz or something, but at least it's not triple option. And Dave Cutcliffe was an actual good coach that had some really good years at Duke. If he can do it at Duke, he can do it here. Anything you can do at Duke, you can do at Georgia Tech and more. Yeah. And then you definitely can – have a more serious conversation with a Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence or Justin right. Fields yep. because yes. he coached all the Mannings. He coached Eli and he coached Peyton. They're both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And get, and like look at the look at the recruits that are are taking a look at Georgia Tech now. We would have never heard. We would have never even heard the like like this Jonte Gilbert. So we might not land him, but we're in his top seven. We wouldn't have sniffed his top fifty. If we were still running the triple option, this John T. Gilbert, he's a five star. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we're in the top seven. And guess what? When we're, you know, when we, we're five and seven right now with a first year head coach. Brent Key comes in here and actually proves something and, and gets some wins on the board and shows some proof of concepts. Well, I mean, we're going to start being in their top five, their top three. We're going to start landing those commitments. Do yeah. you mind with the music? <laughs> My wife does everything possible to be as loud as she can when I start streaming. You're being loud. You're being loud. <sighs> I'm feeling loud too. Well, I'm yelling at people on the internet. You're so a towel. I'm like I'm I'm yelling at people on the internet about football, which is um, important. So. <laughs> yeah then so, yeah, i see people I posting all the stats for paul johnson i'm not saying paul johnson is a bad coach at all i'm not saying that but there was all sorts of baggage as a program that comes with that or i shouldn't say baggage but impediments that come along with that what we did under paul johnson is the absolute ceiling we could have had under a guy like Paul Johnson. Do you want to settle for that? Do you like do you not want even better for that? Do you not want to consistently be a New Year's Six team? If you don't, then I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, where's the lie? Where's the lie? A consistent New Year's Six team would be sweet. Like a Penn State or something? Penn State level? Yeah, like I'm a fan, man. Like I love this team and like that is what I want for Georgia Tech. I want I us want to be competitive any, like that. Anything that makes us better at football, I'm in favor for, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Anything that makes us better at football. So, of now, course, that's the approach they took at Georgia, and now look at them. But. Now, moving to the future, that's what's so great to me about a guy like Brent Key. The things that were great about Paul Johnson were his coaching acumen, his ability to prepare a team, even if there was a large talent gap between them. And even the way he handled the media, like they'd be like, well, Paul, you know, how do you feel about the game coming up Saturday? He'd be like, I don't know. We're going to find out. (laughs) I mean, we're going to find out. Like he didn't blow smoke up your rear. Key has that along with, uh, and I've been saying this for a few weeks now, 
Key is a fantastic recruiter. We talked about this in line. When he was at Alabama, he was one of the best recruiters in the country, and he can be that at Georgia Tech, especially let him get some some eight-win seasons under his belt, which I think he can do. I predict this to go seven and five this year. If you haven't seen that prediction, go watch it. And then Sea Dog's done. Uh, tell me about the videos you did on it. On um, what? You did like teams we need to be teams. Yeah, know. so I ha- I did teams that we need to be ranked in order of importance this year. And I've got coming up teams I want to beat the most mm-hmm. uh, coming up this year, which is very exciting. It might be different for every Tech fan. Some some Tech fans hate Clemson. Um, I don't necessarily really hate them. I would love to beat them. I, I need to beat them like I need to breathe. Yeah. But um, uh, so they're ranked pretty high. But, like, I hate, you know, I probably hate – I might hate Miami more than the average Georgia Tech fan. So. No, um, but I do, team, I, I do teams that um, I want to be ranked. Um, and then, of course, I will come out with my own season prediction, too. Uh, obviously, I'm very high on this this year. And I think we're going to kick some ass and surprise some, a lot of people. Um, but uh, – uh, yeah, I'll come out with that too. I have I have a list of videos that I want to do before the season. I also have some ACC content I was gonna do. I did a couple. I did a quarterback ranking and a power ranking of the uh, teams in the ACC, and I also wanted to do. Um, I also wanted to do uh, look at the over unders, uh, the Vegas over unders for for that too. For each um, team, because we play? I yeah mm-hmm. and and. No, you know, for all the ACC teams, and just say what I think. What I think is is going to happen. Um, oh, uh, speaking of the, that, C Doug, what's over under on Louisville? Louisville is eight and a half. That <laughs> is ridiculous. When I first heard that, I was like, "What? Why is Louisville's over under eight and a half, and ours is freaking four and a half? Are you kidding me?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna do that, and then um, maybe a couple of other videos before the season. That's kind of what I'm I'm up to. I'm gonna try to get that stuff done, and perhaps even uh, the buzzsaw might be uh, showing down. Oh, smack, uh, man! Perhaps we'll have to see. I've got I've got some exciting stuff coming up. Um, I also have a new hit single I'm working on. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna tear up the chart. It's gonna top the charts. Um, I'm thinking about if we beat Louisville, I'm thinking about dropping it after that, I think is when I will do it. Cause I want to, I want to do it when the height of, of excitement for Georgia tech. Um, so if we do beat Louisville, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably drop a, a, a fire new track for you all to enjoy. Um, and then there's also the sea dog cinematic universe. Oh uh, man. <laughs> the Sea Dog Cinematic Universe, uh, which needs to be continued too. Uh, so, oh, I, have I forgot. For I know what you're talking about now. For those of you that keep up with that, yeah. Um, for those of you, which probably isn't a lot of people, to be honest, but you know, I'll post the video and then I'll probably post like, here's the content, like here's the like previously on the Sea Dog Cinematic Universe. I've got. I've got that going. So that'd be um, great if if y'all don't yeah. know what he's talking about. My stream actually got taken was taken over one night. Someone knocked on my door and someone took my stream <laughs> over. And um, yeah, I mean it's uh, 
Ooh, a tangled web that's being woven right now. It sure is. It sure is. Who knows what's what's to come next of the story? I don't know how many people actually follow they the the they do good numbers. I don't know how many people actually follow the storylines, but we do work really hard on those videos. So um, me and all my friends and yes. um, of course now Rack Talk has joined in on that as well. So we're going to have some exciting stuff coming up. Um, on the Sea Dog channel. John Burns says, says, if you guys want easy Christmas money, bet the over on the jackets. I actually want to address that real quick. I watched the tech season prediction video a guy did. And um, in the beginning of it, he's selling, I don't know if it's his picks or someone else's picks. And I know a lot of people bet on college football. So let me just give this aside. Um, Never, ever pay for someone's picks. The odds of you beating the VIG, and if you don't know what the VIG is, why are you betting on football anyways? Plus, what you're having to pay for his picks. It actually disgusted me. What a charlatan that guy is. Don't ever Mm. buy someone's college football picks. Because think about it. If they're telling you that they're an advantaged player, why would they sell a money-making machine to you? It's absolutely dumb. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, yeah. Um, the the Georgia Tech um, over under is ridiculous that they would put that at four and a half. That is easy money. And also, me and Rec Talk actually do have bets out. I've got almost two hundred dollars out um, uh, at Georgia Tech over five, uh, over actually five and a half. I yeah. bet them over five and a half with some YouTubers on on here to prove a point. Um, I'm going to take every single one of their money. And Rec Talk too, ha- we have the same bet. Um, with Slim. With uh, this freaking Miami guy, Slim Shady Canes. He made the dumbest bet ever where <laughs> his bet to us was that Miami would make a bowl and Georgia Tech wouldn't. And those two conditions have to be filled for him to win that bet. And Every other situation we win. So if neither teams make a ball, we win. If both teams make a ball, we win. And obviously, <laughs> in the best scenario, uh, Georgia Tech makes a ball, Miami doesn't. We would win. Ooh, they have uh, a tough schedule. Can we look at their schedule for one second to see how dumb this to. bet is? Um, I would love to. Where is it? Over here, yeah. Where did I just had it? Okay, there it is. All right, so they open up with the superior Miami team, Miami of Ohio. Obviously, an easy win. I would, if I could pick one game to choose the outcome of this season. Obviously, the Georgia Georgia Tech game would be very. It would be my number one, but I would be very tempted to choose Miami to lose this game because it, of how funny it would be. <laughs> Of how funny it would be. I would call them Miami of Florida for the rest of time. That would be great. At home. How funny would that be? Oh, are they they competing for slots? Tech plays at 7.30 Friday. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow, they're playing at the same time as us? 30 minutes earlier, yeah. Can can you imagine how funny it's going to be when uh, Georgia Tech puts the hurt on Louisville that night? And Miami of Ohio comes down and beats uh, Miami of Florida. Well, uh, in their in their home stadium in one night. People what might think that's outside the realm of possibility. Didn't they get absolutely 
throttled by Middle Tennessee Obliterated State. by Middle Tennessee State. I would – oh, my God. What I wouldn't give for Miami to lose this game. It would be so, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It would be so funny. All right. So I don't care if they won out. I don't care if they win 11-1. and won. As long as they lose that game, like, that would just be – that would be amazing. It would be. So – just looking at this briefly, they might have the hardest schedule in the ACC. Um, they've got Texas A&M. Uh, that actually, that, Slim, Slim thinks they'll lose that game. Uh, Bethane-Cookman, sure. uh, it sounds like a team Georgia plays, uh, but they probably win that game. Temple, I don't know much about Temple, but they should win it. Um, Temple's in shambles from Jeff Collins. And I, I talked about this in my prediction video. They do get a bye week before us, but they've got North Carolina on the road after. And I think. Why do they have a bye week in freaking week after week four? Because it's Miami. That's a weird spot for a bye week. Yeah. I think they could overlook tech here into North Carolina. Um, I Obviously, no one but us is going to think this is a. Um, a win for the Jackets right. or competitive. Uh, let's just say they win exactly. that game. But look at this murderer's row they go through at the end of the year at North Carolina. Then they come back and play Clemson. There's two losses. They should beat Virginia. They could easily lose to NC State and Florida State. So one, two, three, four, five, six. They're going to get destroyed by Florida State again. They could go two and four in that six game stretch. They're going to, they're, yeah, they're going to, yeah. Yeah, they could. Then they've got Louisville, who everyone thinks is 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 God's gift all of a sudden. Um, but uh, let's I see. don't know what to make of that game. One, I'm just thinking of easy wins. One, two. Well, I can't even. You know that they went to four overtimes with Virginia last year. Do that, you know yeah, that? I remember. I, and Virginia is one of the most horrible teams in the whole world last year too. You know how many total to them, so. You know how many but, total yards of offense were in that game with four overtimes? I remember it being like I remember it being like ridiculous. Six hundred. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and weren't there like no touchdowns scored and like the there was like very few touchdowns scored or there like was it was fourteen to twelve. Yeah. Man. Four. I only see five games they should win. That you can say they definitely should win. If Most people would say bowl, that would be a dream come true for Sea Dog. The point being, it's not obvious looking at the schedule that they should make a bowl. What's the over under on Miami? I don't know. I think it's like six and a half. Let's see. I haven't looked into that. I got I'm gonna do my ACC over unders uh, video soon because I wanted to look at the over unders and, and see what I thought for for um, the ACC teams, especially because I'm not gonna have time to do um, predictions for all the ACC teams this year. Yeah. So I do I do want to look at their over unders. They're seven and a half. Oh wow, man, buddy, take the under After, on that. After looking at that schedule, yeah, I could definitely see the under. Yeah. Oh man, I feel a lot. I mean, I already felt really great about that bet with Slim, but I feel way better 
now. I mean, it would be funny if like we didn't make a bowl, but he still lost because they didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's the only reason I took the bet is he parlayed it, which is. Uh, I mean, it's such a lock that we're making a bowl anyway. Like we don't have that tough of a schedule. Such a lock that we make a bowl, dude. Yeah. Such a freaking lock. I mean, take that to the bank. Let me. Now I do have a few uh, things here I wanna. I I did a little research before the show. Um, one, uh, we sign Marcus Downs, who, to me, is a kid from South Carolina. Uh, so this is AJC. Yeah, we beat out. Go ahead. We beat out a couple of schools for him, didn't we? Miami and uh, I'll read them Michigan off. Michigan State. Right? LSU, Miami, Michigan State, Tennessee, Virginia Tech. Downs listed Tech, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, and North Carolina in his top five. What was that again about Tech can't recruit? Who who was saying that? We're, so we beat out Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, and North Carolina. Um, he's 6'5", 285 pounds, rising senior oh. at a Riverside High um, he was invited to the Shrine Bowl of the Carolinas in December. Um, took his official visit in April. Um, let's see here. Tech now has 26 commits in the 2024 class, ranked 25th uh, nationally. This kid is rated a three-star 88. This is another kid. I feel like I keep saying this, but I actually believe it. I think this is another kid that's actually um, a low four-star talent. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what else do I have here? Well, okay. So you want to talk about detractors? Um, Georgia Tech ranks seventy fourth in the CBS Sports one thirty three ranking. Jeez. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, C Dog? It's just people that aren't paying attention. That's all it is. That's all it is. I mean, anybody who knows the program and knows what we've been doing, like Brent Key has been putting together, does uh, not feel this way, okay? Uh, while 74th is not where the fans want to see their program, this guy thinks Tech has a chance to perform better than that this season. Most no-brainer opinion in the in the history of opinions. Thank you. Uh, most preseason polls are low. Yellow Jackets heading into the season. Uh, Tech was voted to finish 12th out of 14 teams, which Key said, don't care. Don't care. That's preseason nonsense. I'm here to win football games. The, in fact, this is what he said. I could care less. They could care less. I could care less. <laughs> That's quote. Games are played on the field. And I know it is time. It is that time of year when it is exciting to see rankings, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I've been saying all offseason, everybody's going to be surprised except for us, okay? And, look, we've done all we can. We've come on here, and we've tried to tell them, and we've tried to explain to them precisely why Georgia Tech is going to be good this year, and they don't want to listen. Some of them have listened. Some of them won't be surprised when we turn up being good. That's right. Uh, but a lot of them are going to be surprised, including 
ESPN and anybody who bets the freaking under on us. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm also going to show um, there's a thing also on Fan Nation. Georgia Tech commit Isaiah Canyon uh, makes highlight catches Friday night. This kid's showing out. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, I did. Sea Dog, I'll just play it. Yeah for uh the people let me full screen that and switch over here where is it um hey real quick um, yes sir i just i just got a comment on my video from bc georgia tech jackets he's asking if he could do his own teams that we need to beat video Ooh. Uh, absolutely you can do that absolutely all right um that goes for anybody if you know it's not like i mean i don't think that i mean we haven't talked about this before but it's like you can take you can do the same type of video as somebody else and still have your own opinions in it you know it's it's like i don't consider stealing and if anybody wants to do you know a video like I've done or something, I've, I've absolutely, you know, I, I don't care at all. In fact, I encourage it because I want to see what other people think too. And mm-hmm. of course, especially tech YouTubers, um, there's not many of us. And, uh, you know, if, um, I think that, uh, I mean, it's hard running a Georgia tech YouTube or college football YouTube channel, especially in the off season. And coming up with yes. content is hard, so it's more. Um, you're more than welcome to uh, do anything that I do, and I mean, you know, it's more than likely that I got inspiration from somebody else too, either. So, um, oh yeah, and that's the same so, I mean, for for me too. Like, n- no one yeah. anything's doing on YouTube is original. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. all borrowed from somewhere. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah. right. And we definitely support you, BC Jackets. We love you. We love what you're doing. By the way, he made a countdown clock. Uh, let me, I saw that. Let me post that again in the chat. Uh, it's a countdown clock to kick off, as well as like basketball season. Um, so definitely go check that out. I mean, this is a true tech kid right here. That's right. Uh, making his own website and whatnot. So I posted that uh, in the chat. Let me uh, all right. Let me bring this back up. This is our. This is one of our uh, four star wide receivers. Uh, Man, I thought it was longer than that. No, no. <laughs> anyways, anyways, there was one longer than that that I did see. But, uh, yeah, let me switch back here. I'm going to post, um, I'm going to post, uh, his, his link in the uh, chat, if that's all right. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, we're, uh, y'all go subscribe to BC Georgia tech jackets. He is a kid that is, uh, he's really young and, uh, he does Georgia tech content too. Obviously inspired by, the works of uh us two right here and we couldn't be more uh happy and supportive that uh he would he's doing that and freaking love that there's people that want to uh that want to 
make content for Georgia Tech no matter what age. And hey, he's the future of the Georgia Tech fandom. He so is. Let's show her. Yeah, let's show him some love. Yes, and definitely sub him, up. him. And he knows what he's talking about too. He does. He actually did a season prediction video. Uh, we were on. We had to go to Alabama to, to film uh, a certain video, and on our way back, we, BC. I don't know if we had we had said it live, but we watched your season prediction video. And dude, how loud were we in the in the car or in your truck coming back? We're like, this kid's a genius, dude. <laughs> kid know what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, he said we were gonna whoop up on the bulldogs and everything else. So. Kid knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Had us beat North Carolina, which even tech fans, like, even the tech fans, like, don't, uh, a lot of tech fans don't believe we can beat North Carolina, which I don't get. But he had us beat North Carolina, which is awesome. So many people think that we're going to lose to them. I just don't get it. Yeah. Who predicted oh, that? And cl- yeah. Including somebody. You, you care to explain yourself? Well, uh, it's tough doing these season prediction videos because I did – like I knew kind of about what I thought would be 6-6 six and six or 7-5. and five. That's what I thought. And um, I just really think we're going to beat Miami. Uh, and I don't think we're going to beat both. I, both I, um, I, I tend to agree about Miami. I kind of thought – totally uh like towards the beginning of the season that we would lose to them because i just figured like they're if miami ever just plays up to their talent level they'll beat us every time because they're way more talented it's just that they never freaking do that and it's like i I don't know it's just like i wasn't sure Uh, but at the same time i gotta take a pee break go ahead Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go on my rant here. At the same time, you see Mario Cristobal when his time from his time at Oregon. If there was ever a team, and Utah is the perfect example of this, if there was ever a team that was better coached and tougher than Oregon uh, when Mario Cristobal was there, they get run off the field. Um, Utah, Utah did it twice in one year with the exact same result. The score was like the, score was like the exact same both times. Utah was – uh, better coach, tougher, more disciplined, and freaking come in there and handle business uh, twice in one year to win the Pac-12 for Morgan. Um, and that's what you can do to Mario Cristobal coach teams because he's not he's the best recruiter maybe, but he's not the best uh, coach. And not the, you know, he doesn't have the toughest players. Um, so, I, you know, uh, it's just a question of, you know, and obviously when you look at that compared to Georgia Tech, it's a question of can we be tougher than them this year? Yeah. Enough to enough to win and overcome that talent gap. That's the code that is really hard to crack when you're predicting that game. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't so sure. But, you know, the more it's gone on, the more I do think we can beat Miami. Well – I actually got in an argument with Slim over this. Uh, it is a fact when Key came to Alabama, he displaced Mario Cristobal as the offensive line coach. Uh, Mario Cristobal moved to tight ends coach in 2016, and then he went to Oregon, 
uh, right after that season. So Man. could it be that he knew he was on his way out and uh, whatever? But it's a fact. Here's what I think. I think a Brent Key coach team will be tougher than a Mario Cristobal coach team. I, I think that's – I do too. Yeah. It's just, a que- it's just a question of this year. Is it going to be this year? Um, yeah. It depends. Because I because you know I would give Mario the crystal ball. The my thinking was I gave him the advantage, um, because obviously this is his second year at Miami, of installing the offense and you know everything he's got to do, turning around the culture of the locker room, um, because you know he did have a lot of players there that didn't even want him. They wanted Mario or they wanted Manny Diaz. They didn't even want to play for crystal ball. That's why yeah. they sucked last year. Yeah. Um, so he's turned a lot of that over. Um, but, you know, I'm just not sure. I'm just not so sure about year two. You know, it might take some time because they do still have – they have a new offensive coordinator um, that they're having to break into. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for them. Miami but, uh, has I a do new think OC? we have a real shot. Yeah, they do. They have a new they, DC yeah. too then. So, they're breaking in two new coordinators. Yeah. Yeah. So – they, now, so yeah, is Tech, remember, or no, we're only breaking in one. Um, right. Yeah. They had Josh Gaddis, right? Isn't that his name? Josh Gaddis from Michigan. He he used to be at Michigan, and then he left once um, it was thought that Harbaugh was going to the NFL. One of the many times he's, like, flirted <laughs> with the NFL. Yeah. Um, and he was mad. Gaddis was mad that he didn't get considered for the head coaching job in Harbaugh's place. So he freaking left and they had a horrible, awful offense last year and fired him. And they fired him like in the spring at like a weird time too. They fired him like really late into the off season. So that was really weird. So yeah, Miami possibly will have some struggles this year. Um, so the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think that we could probably get, get one over on them. Not to mention they have no freaking home field advantage whatsoever. No. So they have none. So, and, you know, as far as it being year two, well, it's almost – it's like year two and a half for Brent Key too. So you – know, or one and a half or whatever. So he's not terribly far behind. Um. You know, he, he, there is continuity with Brent Key and what he's doing coming in. So, yeah, uh, totally agree. That's we- a sneak peek of my Miami game preview <laughs> uh, for, for my schedule prediction. That's pretty much what I'm going to say in that video. And then we'll have to see what I pick. Will I pick Ooh. us to beat those freaking sons of bitches or not? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll definitely be looking out for that. Uh, BC uh, Georgia Tech Jacket says, Rex Dog, I'm thinking of buying a, a jersey from Section 103. Should I get Donate Smith or Zach Pyron? Um, Donate you... Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I think he means, uh, like, this is part of NIL, so it's money that will be donated through, like, NIL to one of the two. Uh, right. Um... <laughs> Dante Smith, uh, or Zach Pyron. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would probably say Dante Zach Pyron because Don. Oh, well, go ahead. I would say Dante because we just this is from your perspective as a buyer. We don't know who our quarterback's going to be. I think it will probably end up being Pyron, but as far as 
the buyer, I'd probably you know that Dante Smith is gonna be the guy. The way I look at it is that Dante Smith has kind of yet to break out, whereas Pyron I think is gonna get the start and well we already know he's good. Yeah. Uh so I would probably pick Pyron, but that's my reasoning for it. There you go. So you're no uh, closer to having <laughs> knowing what you want to get now than before you ask. You're probably more confused. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you just got to pick whoever you think's uh, got the better opinion there. So I'm very curious to see which one you'll wind up going with. We're going to be watching your videos and seeing which one yeah, you I'm bought. Yeah, I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I'm going to find out which one uh, – which one uh, – which YouTuber are you favor more? We're going to find that out. That's right. He says Gibson. <laughs> Matt F says Gibson. You know, I did see something earlier I also wanted to bring up about Gibson. Somebody brought up Gibson earlier. I think it might have been Matt F too. But um, they were talking about that him, and they were saying that um, he was – he knows that he's been counting out at, for the ca- uh, quarterback battle. And he uses that as all the more motivation to get better. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I think is interesting. And and I think I have confidence that, I mean, I don't think it will ever get to the third string situation this year. I mean, hopefully, right? Yes. Um, maybe, maybe in a blowout, right? Um, like against South Carolina State or something, that Gibson could get some, some touches. But – you know, I don't really – I'm not so sure – I don't know. I, I don't think Gibson would be, if he were to play for for some ungodly reason, that he would be quite as horrible as last year because I just have a lot of faith in, in Chris Winkie, and I feel like he, you know, after going through what he went through last year, I have a feeling that he's going to try to get all three ready to play a uh, starting role. That's what he right. said. Yeah, he's actually uh, yeah. said that. And when you're talking about Gibson last year, then you got to ask, well, which Gibson are you talking about? Are you talking about Virginia Gibson? Are you talking about North Carolina Gibson? I mean, yeah. or Georgia yeah. Gibson. So he's already shown. The, the thing with the quarterback battle, though, is you have Zach Pyron and Haynes King, who are, I think, better, if not equal to him, depending on how you want to look at it, throwing the ball. But they also are infinitely more mobile than him. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's just – and Gibson is not super uh, accurate of a passer, you know. I mean, he, you know, he's an average passer at best. Yeah. Um, this is from what I've seen last year. Now, he could be, you know, he could sneak his way. He, he, I mean, he could be improving and grinding in the offseason. So, that's just what I like to hear. And I feel like, you know, I mean – I feel like he could be improved. I, I just have faith in Coach Winky that he's going to develop these guys and into what we need. And yeah. you know, maybe it gets to a situation where I'm not sure how much Haynes King uh, eligibility he has, but there could be some turnover that you know this time next off season. Yeah. Um, and we either have Pyron or or King, and you know, maybe he is the the number two. Um, so you yeah, know, if he could develop into if he could develop into a guy and bide his time. Um, maybe he comes back and and he's and he's got something to prove. Um, maybe Zach Gibson could uh, show us something. That yeah, would be 
I don't think he's in the running for the starting role, but that's absolutely the way you should be thinking if you're the third or second mm-hmm. string guy. Yeah. yeah. This is something that Because you never know what happens. You never know what exactly. happens. Exactly. This is what Nick Saban said. Like, if you are the second and third string guy, you should practice like you're playing, like you're the first string guy. We saw this last to, year. You get to the end of the season. Yeah. And we had two freaking quarterbacks go down. We're under a third string, had to pull the kid off the freaking scout team. Way to pull the freaking true freshman off scout team. So you just never know. You just never know, uh, you know, what can happen. And Right. So I'm cheering for Zach Gibson. That dude came in and freaking tore it up against North Carolina. And if he delivers us more of that, then I'm all more stoked for it. He of course, absolutely does. North Carolina makes all our quarterbacks look good. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina will make anyone look like they're a Heisman contender. <laughs> they, may, they made Jeff Sims look like freaking Cam Newton. <laughs> Yeah, they, did. <laughs> they did. I'm rethinking picking us to lose to them, and I, I might have to re-record, you know, that video now. Um, I know, man. I mean, Virginia, Virginia, for God's sake, had Zach Gibson freaking had him uh, sacking him a hundred times in that game, and yeah. and the freaking North Carolina is running around like, I mean, they, I mean, they just let him throw and freaking run all over him. It was ridiculous. Yeah. What a sorry bunch of freaking losers. I can't believe he has uh, lose to them. There's no uh, earthly possible way we're losing those sons of bitches, okay? <laughs> Just letting you know. Uh, well, you <laughs> came in a little bit later after I talked about uh, Fan Day. Again, uh, I gave kind of an in-depth members-only video about Family Day and my dealings with NIL and my true feelings on it. So become a member. Uh, you can you can see that. What were your impressions of, uh, of Fan Day and – you, we both got to meet Brent Key, and you brought – can you tell them about you what you brought to Brent Key to sign oh. and how that went? Hey, babe, do you have the thing I got Brent Key to sign? Is it in there? Uh, it's in my truck. I can go get it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you about uh, that. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, you're, you're talking about the dealings with NIL. Yeah, a freaking disaster. Okay? <laughs> a freaking disaster. Apparently, there was some secret club you could go to and meet all the starters and upperclassmen and freaking coaches that weren't Brent Key. Yeah. That we had no idea about. Both of us are members of the Techway NIL, and neither of us knew where it was. Now, this might also be an indictment on the school itself because they didn't, I mean, just as people. And I would consider me and Rec Talk as more informed than the average fan, right? Yeah. Um, but like it takes a patience of each level of dedication to get into this place. Okay. We, we got, we got out of there. We were like, man, I, I wonder, you know, I didn't know what happened to like, what happened? Where were the rest of the coaches and the upperclassmen? They weren't in there. You know, it was a freshman out on the field with everybody. Well, it turns out there was some secret room you could go and freaking see them, but we didn't know it wasn't advertised at all. And we didn't, we had no idea. So we didn't get to go see the upper class and get and Pyron and every and all the stars and everything and the coordinators, and get, yeah, and the coordinators. And we get on there. Well, literally every coach except for except for Key, yeah, um, because none of them were out on the field. Um, but uh, yeah, we had to freaking <laughs> we got on Twitter afterward or X or whatever the hell you want to call it and freaking <laughs> see Patience Beach in there with. With Margo Coleman and Buster and yeah, Buster and freaking and 
everybody else and we're like what the hell kind of place is this we didn't even we couldn't find it so very freaking cool and funny that, that you leave the two the two georgia tech youtubers in the dark and we can't even go get pictures and autographs of a freaking quarterback what's up with that so but. yeah if there were two people there that would have found a way to go to this thing it would have been us yeah. and tyler morgan yeah. says i don't think you had to pay to go uh to the other side it was just uh, another logo on the map and the map i don't have it they i we didn't get, get a map we didn't get a map neither of us it's online us and it's super confusing like it's yeah, neither of us got a map I saw people. I saw people like walking around with one, but we never got one. What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that, Doug? Yeah. Mike Doug says Key is fooling you guys. He makes everyone think it's a three-way QE battle. He's going to pull a fast one and start Brody Rhodes. Oh wow! You know what? You know what? What? Uh, that sounds like something Kirby Smart would do. <laughs> <laughs> No, Kirby would do worse. He's like, what? Remember that homeless guy we passed on the way to eat this morning? Can we start oh, him man. at quarterback, please? Which one? The freaking Athens is Pat chock full of them. That's true. Well, I mean, we are in Atlanta. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, damn. We're not starting any of those people at quarterback, though. Is the difference? <laughs> let me go get. Let me go get my uh, right, my new item. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Yeah, Mystic, I saw you. Um, you got to see – you took a picture of Marco Coleman and whatnot. That's uh, that's awesome. I think uh, when C-Doc comes back, he's going to show you the sleeve that uh, Key signed and tell you what his experience uh, with Key was. Uh, and then maybe I think it'll be good, and I'm sure both C-Dog and I will do videos on, like, what does this conference realignment mean for Tech? What's likely to happen if the ACC were to fold – uh, etc. Also, if you want to support the show, there's a PayPal link for both of us uh, and a Cash App link uh, in the description. Um, you know, I would love to keep rolling, bringing you guys great content. It allows me to do stuff I wouldn't otherwise do. Uh, also, uh, you, if you send a super chat, I'll definitely read your super chat when C Dog and I are talking. Uh, sometimes I'm not able to see everything that comes into the chat, but if you super chat, I'll definitely uh, be able to see it and. Uh, will comment on it now and, and i know a lot of you guys are huge brody Rhodes fans me too man brody Rhodes uh through a nice ball there in the spring game mystic was brody in this you know bohemian grove area that everyone was in uh that sea dog and i didn't know about was brody there i would love uh to find out if he was so I can apologize to Mike Doug uh, if I missed an opportunity to get Brody Rhodes' autograph. By the way, Tyler Morgan, he said, I don't think you had to be way of tech, tech way NIL. I, that's curious to me. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of being a member. I mean, let me look at, like you get, it says exclusive athlete interviews and contact exclusive access to exclusive support events, access to student athlete meet and greet sessions, exclusive tech way apparel. I'll be honest. I haven't seen any of that. Lee Taylor says, never thought I would see a Georgia tech football channel. It gives me hope that a ping pong channel starts soon. Well, Lee Taylor, 
um, I imagine your brain is like a ping pong rattling in that head of yours. So uh, hopefully you do find a ping pong channel. <clears throat> I, have, I have a feeling Lee Taylor is uh, someone else, though. We'll see. We'll see. Man, Sea Dog having having trouble finding this thing. <clears throat> Let me scroll back up in the chat, see if I missed anything here. Uh, GT Steve Cook says it would be ideal for Tech if if Miami beats Texas A and M and is undefeated uh, into week into our week. The following week they play UNC. Yes, that was actually exactly what I said in my season prediction video. I would love for them to be undefeated going into the Tech game and overlook us for North Carolina. That would be great. Does Blaylock have two seasons left? Um, CJ's talking about Dominic Blaylock, a transfer from UGA, talented wide receiver. I think he does have two years of eligibility left. I could be wrong. He's getting his graduate degree at Tech right now. He actually graduated from UGA, which is something their quarterbacks can't seem to do, even though they've been there for seven years. Um, so, yeah, I do think he has two years of eligibility left. Scrolling up here. Uh, B Bean says, where's Sea uh, Dogs Georgia Tech win total video? Uh, Rec did his. Uh, it will be coming out soon. Uh-oh, William Smith in here. You're dipping Kodiak like a real man, Calvin Johnson style. It's not Kodiak, man. It's Grizzly. Kodiak is pretty cheap, actually. Hey, 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 hey. There he is. So, I have... Signed by Brent Key. We'll see you, BC. A, a cutoff hoodie sleeve. A cutoff hoodie sleeve. A cutoff hoodie sleeve. Signed by the man. And what else yeah. did he write on there other than his signature? I will get to that in a minute, actually. Okay. I, I want to do something. Uh, I also got this cool poster, which you got one too, right? I did. So I was thinking that um, maybe I should like hang this up, and would it be cool if I like marked our? I think you said you did this before, right? Yeah. Like, mark the wins and losses. Yeah, it's over here uh, with Justin Thomas. You can't yeah. see it, but yeah. I should do that. I'll do like green for wins and red for losses. Not that I'll even need a red marker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what she said i just told that to my, i just said that to my wife and then i was like hey that's funny i'm gonna say that on stream too <laughs> she was like making fun of me she's like oh you just have to have everybody here you make a joke that's right it's true. that's right it was a it was a good one it's true i'm not gonna need i'm gonna put it like here Looks good. And just for every win, all these teams whom we're going to kick their ass. <laughs> okay. That's right. So do you mind if I – a little a little bit of laziness on my part, but do you mind if I talk about something I kind of have been thinking lately? Go ahead. Um, I'm going to mute. And then clip it for a video. Yeah. I Go ahead. I'm, I just I'll mute. had this idea as I was walking to my truck to get this. Um uh, peanut gallery, would you mind turning off the music? You're gonna get us demonetized. 
At least cut it down. Thanks. All right. So, uh, no, you can unmute. Yeah, if you have anything you want to say too, uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to take over anything. Uh, so, at the freaking game uh, first Saturday on the flats this weekend, I got this cutoff hoodie sleeve signed by Coach Brent Key, and of course, there it is in all its beauty. And uh, you want to know what he freaking wrote on there? He put to hell with Georgia on that thing. Hell yeah. That's right. Did he put it on yours too? I can't tell because he didn't write super legibly. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. But I think he did. I think that's what that is under there. And, and then some, uh, and then some people in the Discord were, um, showing off what they got signed too. And they were saying he put to hell with Georgia on everything and that, uh, they were like, man, he hates Georgia. And, I was thinking today and I was like, I was like, you know, I'm wondering like from everything I've seen from Brent Key, like he has taken the Georgia rivalry like super seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, everything from everything he said from his introductory press conference to, you know, what he says in interviews and like at ACC media days. And then now to even this putting to hell with Georgia on everything he is, I mean, he's been through the school. He's played for the school, and he just gets it. Like he gets how much that that game means to to the fans. And didn't he say in one of his interviews too? He was like, he was like, "There's no bigger Georgia Tech fan than me." Didn't he say that? It might have been in his introductory press conference. He said, "Yeah," he said that. You know, he he was like, you know, I'm I'm a fan of this school and team, and I'm I'm just getting to coach them, and I think that was, you know, that really spoke to us. And and you know, he's been through, he's walked the halls, and he is, you know, played for the team, and 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 he just gets it, and he gets how much you know the game means to us. And and in his introductory press conference, also, he was saying, there is a team in this state that we are going to work 365 days to beat and we're going to work every day to beat that and and i was thinking and you know and then the acc media days he said this too right um because they were asking him they were like oh you, you know you hung with georgia like really well he's like okay but we lost but yeah. we lost they were like yeah but you know you you hung in there so well but we lost you know but we lost he kept saying that which is yeah. Annoying when you're freaking, you know, the freaking hard ass old guy keeps saying that to you, and you're 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 like, okay, yeah, I know, but listen to me. <laughs> but um, but it, everything that he said has really just stuck out to me. Um, that like he is going, he's like, I remember reading also another article where he was like talking about the rivalry. And how important it was. Am I? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you seen that recently? The article. I think so. Yeah. I, my whole impression of it is like, hey, we're not going to play them close. We're going to win the football game. Like. I'll- yeah, and he was saying like, you know, Georgia Tech hasn't been doing their part to make the rivalry competitive. Let's see if I can and, find it. Yeah, and so like we and so. 
between that and then you know working 365 days to you know to beat them i just <laughs> and then even to the proof on the field of, of what he was playing uh, of how close he played him last year i mean he had that team as good as you could have a team ready to play georgia which is the 15 and 0 national championship as much as i freaking hate to say it yeah okay as good as you could have a five and seven a five and six freaking team with two hurt quarterbacks and an interim coach as good as that that team could be prepared to face them they were and 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 it was awesome to see so everything everything that i've seen from brent key you know i have a lot of faith that that this rivalry is going to be back soon uh sooner rather than later you know and i think first of all I don't think Georgia is as big and bad and far away from everybody else as they freaking think they are. Okay. I mean, it was clear that they were sleepwalking through the, the Georgia tech game last year. They don't take us seriously. You know, they don't see us as any kind of threat. Nobody does nationally, you know, nobody freaking does. And especially not Georgia. They think they're so big and bad. I don't think they're as, as far away as everybody thinks. And you know, uh, same thing with when they went on the road to Missouri. They about lost to this, this freaking Missouri, and Missouri was as trash last year, okay? Missouri was absolute trash, and they about lost to them. So, no, Georgia, not as far freaking far away as everybody thinks, first of all. And mm. second of all, I can't help but feel like Brent Key, he doesn't seem to me the type of coach to do this, but as much as he hates Georgia and realizes how important the rivalry is, I can't help but feel like he might save a little something, something for him at the end of the year, you know, yeah. perhaps some, perhaps scheming something up or doing some concepts, you know, that, uh, that otherwise would, you know, do up until that point in the year. You know what I mean? Is that? Yeah. That no, well, one, I found the article Two, I think Brent key has as much disdain for Georgia as a guy like yeah. Spurrier does. Like there's bad intentions and bad blood as far as he's concerned between the two. Mm -hmm. Now, what he said is um, he was asked about the rivalry and how good Georgia is. And I'll say this. This is what's so insane to me about Georgia fans. Anytime someone plays Georgia well, it's always, well, Georgia just, you know, we were sleepwalking through it. We weren't playing well. It, it's never that the other team just came out and got the better of you for, for however long, you know. So that's curious to me. But Key says, it's an, is it annoying – Heck yeah. Kirby has done a great job. He has, and I told him, we've got to do something about that, which I like because it, it's not like this complaint or anything. It's like, hey, it's on us to come up yeah. and play good football, and I agree with that. Um, he says, what pisses me off is to look at lists of the 10 or 20 best rivalries in the country and not have clean old-fashioned hate on there. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's what it says on here. But at the present time, well, they censored it. But but at the yeah. present time, they're probably right. So we've got to do something about it. Um, it really gets on my nerves. Uh, oh, this is a someone else. Anyways, yeah, like, I do think Key might save something for him. And if, like, we should have been ahead at half last year. And people are like, oh, you know, Georgia fans will say, oh, well, we pulled away and, and stomped, you know, whatever. 
it should have never been close. How do it you shouldn't. let Zach Gibson and Pumachan get and the run run right down the field on you? And for the defensive genius that Kirby Smart is supposed to be, how does your defense with Pumachan at quarterback running a play fake you bite on it? Like Margot Robbie, Margot Rob, Robbie just rolled by, and your jaws are on the floor on the pack. There was a zero percent chance Pumachan was going to throw that football there. All right, so yeah, I do think he's got something for you. I think he's got something for you this November. All right, me and Sea Dog will be there. I'm sure we'll both be at that game. We'll be there. We'll be there. And yeah, and Key just doesn't seem like the type of coach to hold back in any way. Um you know and i don't know if this is like a fan concept of 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 coaches doing this like oh you know they're saving something special they're uh, you know, for the rivalry games i don't know if that's just voodoo or something that the fans conjure in their minds but i feel like if it were to be any game it would be the georgia game because he he just realizes the importance of it and and i think that it's going to be sooner rather than later that that game is competitive again um first of all i don't think georgia's all that they're not gonna freaking be on top of the college football world forever and i think that you know georgia tech is going to be much better in the coming years and you know something also i'm 25 years old right Mm -hmm. so it might have happened when i was like one or two but i don't really count that um I have never seen Georgia Tech beat Georgia at home in my entire life. Um, Never in my entire life. I've seen us beat them three times, and all were in Athens in 08 and then uh, 14 and 16. Um, So, you know, for I think that, you know, Key looks at that and understands that that's not okay. And can't, you know, we were going through watching the Tennessee-Alabama game from this past year. I, we were watching that earlier today in the living room, and we were just watching the fans flood the field and tear down the goalposts and the sea of orange after finally getting that monkey off their back. Um, that would be a scene that I would hope to see here in the next few years well, we have I a think is we have a possible. plan for it we've already talked about thomas also says is uga all y'all can talk about though i mean come on guys haha <laughs> and i i get like you're being kind of lighthearted. here's the thing rewatch the stream and and um do a ratio now i know you're a uga fan so ratio is probably a tough concept uh of how much time i actually talked about uga versus other things and i'll even take one out of nick saban's uh playbook so for comments like that i ain't got nothing for you talk to the talk to the diet coke can all right i don't don't have a response (laughs) you know this is this might be funny for me to say or something I, i don't really care i would actually consider myself a georgia content creator uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's probably not way. true for your videos in, in a way no I, yeah no i i talk about them a lot because i hate them so much uh so i, I i'm a georgia video maker it is what it is so yeah. yeah no but but he's right we haven't been talking about that this entire stream but i did want i did just want to bring it up um because brent key put that there on the freaking on the uh hoodie sleeve that he signed for me and 
I was just thinking earlier, you know, watching Tennessee finally get the Alabama monkey off their back uh, and how amazing that scene was of them just flooding the field and taking down the goalposts. And, you know, I was thinking, first of all, how amazing it would be if we beat the beat them at home finally uh, for the first time in my life, basically, uh, since I was a one or two. Um, but also, you know, in order to have that happen, we got to get fans back in the stands too. Yes. Um, you know, especially against the Georgia game, which has been pretty lopsided as of late. It makes me sick and everything. Um, but it is what it is. We got to get more white and gold in the stands. Yeah. Unless ugly ass freaking red. And the, I think the you good know. news is like, that's not in, insurmountable. Like I said it in the, um, prediction video like in the past there was like usually four games on the schedule i was like i don't even think there's a chance we can win um yeah. i don't feel like that anymore there's not a game on this schedule i don't think we can be competitive in nope uh, people I, are gonna I say i'm delusional agree. um and that's fine but we're, we're gonna find out uh this season right yep i completely agree key from the moment he took over we had a chance in every game okay and you know we did get I mean, blown out a couple of times due to circumstances like the quarterback getting hurt. Um, but, you know, with a full off season and everything, I don't expect us to get blown out at all this year. Uh, not in the not in the Clemson game, not in the Georgia game, um, I, not in the Ole Miss game, especially not in the Ole Miss game. Uh, I don't think we're going to get blown out. And to kind of cap this off, because I am going to clip this for a use of a video because I just had this idea. Um I'm going to make a bold prediction. I anticipate that Georgia Tech will beat Georgia in the next three years. Let's go. I don't think I, think I, it I agree. Entirely doable, and I think it will happen. Just from everything I've seen from Brent Key and how seriously he's taken this rivalry, I don't think that he's going to uh, be a coach that just accepts a, a automatic loss to Georgia every year. I don't care how good they are. I think that he's going to make it happen uh, sooner rather than later. So that's my crazy prediction. You can clip it. Uh, I'm going to clip it, post it on my channel for for all to see. And you can laugh at me. You can freaking say, ha, ha, ha. Well, it's happening. And I'll see you in three years. If not, you can laugh at me. Um, but uh, it's happening. What do you think? Oh yeah, I I actually agree with that. Uh, in the next three years, you know, we'll probably get one, get one over on Georgia. Like you, I'm not, you know, sold on. Um, we just can't be competitive with teams. Um, so yeah, but also I want to address Slim's comment because it, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Not all these two these two potato heads to talk about is Miami, or all the all the all we do is talk about Miami. So anytime we talk about your team, Florida State, Miami, Georgia. Uh, for any length of time, that's all we talk about. And it doesn't surprise me that people think this um, because they're idiots. I'm clearly superior <laughs> in every way and not just academically, you know, mentally, whatever. Physically, I'm superior to all of you uh, as well. So I think I demonstrate. Georgia Tech men are just, we're just built different. It is what it is. I mean, we're second and third in the Slav Olympics. I mean, that's, you know, that's his first showing. And, and it's like, we just dominate okay we just dominate and yeah. and the floodgates are going to open soon we're on the precipice of some insane things not only 
uh, is Georgia Tech on the precipice, but so are the Georgia Tech fans uh, in relation to slob events. That's right. I mean, did you see how high I jumped into the end zone at the fan day? When I got up, y'all probably can't see it, but that cheerleader was like, that is the most impressive thing I've seen a male do in my entire life. Of course, that is until C-Dog comes directly after (laughs) insane insane, uh, uh, gravity-defying, death-defying flip. You did. Into into the, uh, the gymnastics mat. That's right. And actually, when I got Key's signature, he leaned forward, like, toward me, and he, and he was like, hey, I know who you are, and I want to be friends. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, we can be friends. But I, I honestly, and I don't want to, you know, speak ill of Key, I was like, what took you so long to say that, though? So, uh, more to be revealed on the Key <laughs> wreck friendship. Well, that's cool. I can't even get a freaking Salisbury steak recipe from him. You didn't ask him about that? Uh, no, I, I didn't ask him about it. I was going to keep that one in the Twitter DMs. Yeah, that's that's a a literal beef to, to remain in the Twitter space. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. But while you're away, I, I, I kind of prepped this. Um, cause, and I'm sure we'll both do videos about it. I'm planning to somewhat soon. You know, conference realignment, like – all sorts of crazy stuff's going on. It looks like the Pac-12 is done. You probably didn't see it. I showed some, like, Oregon highlights while playing uh, Whitney Houston, uh, I'll Always Love You. <laughs> um, but what does this mean for Georgia Tech in your mind? Like, where are they jockeyed oh. for? Uh, what would happen if the ACC folded? Man, that is that is something that has been weighing on my mind heavily from the moment Texas and Oklahoma announced their move to the SEC. That is something that I've known is that we are going to have to fight for survival. And and to be honest, to be frank, I don't feel like the future is not, not good, but I I just don't, I, I just think it's very unclear. I'm very nervous about where Georgia Tech is going to land. Surely Georgia Tech will land in in a Power Five conference or Power Conference, right? Mm -hmm. Surely one of the three, Big 12, SEC, or Big 10, will take us, right? Is there a limit? Is there a limit to the amount of teams that the Big 12 will take? You would think so. I mean, this is another question, too, is like what does it mean to be a conference in the future as far as scheduling is concerned? Yeah. Because you can't do divisions anymore. I mean, the, the Big 12 is going to have like 17, 18 teams probably by the time they're done expanding. <clears throat> do you – I mean, what happens when you have a ton of teams in the Big 12? What if – do you have do you have to have like a conference tournament to decide a champion? Do you have one yeah. at all? Um, I feel like you would need one for playoff purposes, right? Like a four-team um, conference playoff, and then a twelve-team. Yeah, yeah. This probably is a video I'll do myself. I've been slacking on the realignment content because I I have stuff to say about it, but you know the um the college football playoff 
um, was uh, officials or whatever were saying that they're going to need to take a look at the current structure of it. Not the current structure, but what they're going to move to um, with the 16-team playoff. Uh, or 12, whatever it was. 12, yeah. Um, yeah, Which 12. It's only two-year deal, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, they're the going SPN. to need – they said due to the recent, like, uh, situation with the uh, realignment, they're going to need to look at how it's structured because, obviously, they have auto bids for Pac-12 champion. Well, yep. that's going to be either Cal, Southern freaking uh, Cal or Stanford or – Oregon State or Washington State. Yeah. There's only four freaking teams in that conference come the time that we're going to have the 12-team playoff. So what is that – you know, what does the new look like? Do, does the Big 12 get an auto bid, or is it going to be, you know, not – is it going to be a free-for-all? In which case, I think the Big 12 wouldn't be looked at as favorable – um, I'm sure that at least one team from the Big 12 would get in there, the conference champion or something. But what does that look like for, you know, for the rest of the conference? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a lot of things to think about, a lot of moving parts to think about. Um, yeah. I'm talking about – I'm rambling on about the playoffs, but it, it, it just brings into question everything we know about what we consider a power conference – Mm. Um, I think the sheer number of Big Twelve teams would consider them a power conference. And how many? They they do have some really good teams in there now, like Utah, Kansas State is really good. Maybe none of them are playoff level teams. Um, but you know they should be considered a power conference. But you know I'm just curious about that. Obviously, if I could choose, well. If I could choose, I'd have the George Tech go back to the SEC. This is all considering that the ACC falls apart. I'm sorry. No, you, you're, you asked good. me that I might go in crazy, but my mind just takes off in a million different things because there's just so much we don't know. Absolutely. So, I, I'm of the opinion that the ACC is going to fall apart. In that, in that scenario, I would hope we could get in the SEC. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we can get in the SEC. The SEC don't want us. They have no reason to add us. Um, we left and then tried to go back before, and they didn't want us. There's no reason for them to add us now. My next choice would be the Big Ten, obviously, because they get a lot of money. The most. And we, we would be a better fit there mm-hmm. academically. And I'm assuming that if we went, then several other ACC teams would go as well, and we could play them. Um, and I think that would be great. And obviously, we have a chance to play on the biggest stage in college football. That's what's most important to me. Is Georgia Tech going to be able to play at, on the biggest stage, considering that we get good enough to 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 be there? Um, yeah, just to interject uh, real quick, we do have a super yeah, chat no, from no. Nine Mill Norm who says, "Does the ACC try to expand?" like uh, the Big 12 did, add some group of five teams like Tulane, UConn, Temple, and Navy. Good God. Uh, thank you uh, for the super chat. Thank you for supporting the show. Yeah, here, this is like, I understand like what you're saying, c This is so complicated because originally when the Big 12 did this, it seemed like, well, at least they're doing something, yeah. but they're adding, you know, these lower yeah. tier teams. They're clearly worse conference. But... 
now we've seen that position them to get a team like Utah in, you said, Kansas State. Utah is not just a good team. They're a well above average team. That is an excellent get from the Big 12. Now, to answer your question, Nine Mil, I don't think so. I Like, the ACC hasn't done anything as of yet or said anything that makes me think they're really interested in doing that. I think they might have mentioned once, like, they've they might be interested in adding more teams i think the acc right now really thinks grant rights um lets them do nothing and i think that's probably what they'll do may the only thing they might really try and do is add Notre dame if you don't know um this has been talked about on several streams several shows Notre dame basically has a non-compete exclusive deal with the ACC, they play basically a faux ACC schedule. They play five, was it five ACC teams a year? And as a part of that, um, they they cannot join another conference. From everything I understand, and again, this is very complicated, until the grant of rights ends. So that might be what they try and do if they add a team. So... This is another thing I saw today. There's just a lot to talk about lately. I know. Um, there's so much. I'm... It's me and Rex It's me. Yes, I'm letting him talk. There's like 40 get, people in me, here. What are you talking about? Me water? Yeah, there's a lot of people that line up to see Sea Dog talk. Thank you very much. I know you don't think that I have much more to say, but for some reason, a bunch of people like to hear what I got to say. So That's thank right. you very much. My wife doesn't realize that she's married to the Sea Dog. Greatness. She doesn't realize it. Can you put me on with her real quick? I need to. Uh, no, Rec Talk needs to speak with you. Rec Talk needs to speak with you. He needs to speak with you. No, Can come here. Give no, her that. You, no, you've interjected. No, give her the headphones. headphones you, can talk to you, don't, you don't have to get on camera. Go ahead and speak clearly into the mic. Go ahead. Hello? Uh, Mrs. Sea Dog, I don't. And I'm not trying to be brusque or rash, but do you realize who you're married to? This is the Sea Dog, the premier content creator. And there are approximately 500 people listening to him right now as we speak and um yes that's not true i can't are you calling me a liar now well i don't know i don't think you're a liar but is it really 500 no i i, I, I did say i ain't calling you a truther um, i did I, I did lie about that so i kind of hate that you called me out and i was wrong but uh <laughs> the point being when we were at fan day people came up to sea dog and they were like oh my god like can I have like a lock of your hair, uh, like these kind of things? I know he's great. That's why I married him. Okay. So fair enough. I just it's that I hear it double the amount that y'all hear it, <laughs> and I just hear him over here. It sounds like he's talking to himself because he's just going a million miles an hour. And I honestly just want to make sure that there's somebody else there that he's not just talking to himself. I'm not yelling into the and abyss. That he also We're actually not live right now. <laughs> oh. No, we are. You just make it sound like we're literally talking to, to one another <laughs> and no one else. 
Um, no, yeah, I've... I guess it's it's not like that because there's people in the chat. But I want to make sure that he gives you a chance to talk too, because he sometimes oh, he just gets so excited about Georgia Tech, he just takes over. No, he he's never. I don't think there's a bond friend like even like triply covalent bonds in chemistry aren't as strong as the bond between Sea Dog and I. And there's nothing that could break that. Well, I'm happy he found you and the Georgia Tech community. And I just wanna make sure you're playing nice and you're taking turns. I'm behaving. Okay? I'm behaving. All right. Hand me back to I'm going to bed. Times. I'll right. talk to you later. Bye, Rag Talk. Bye, Mr. Sea Dog. Um <laughs> Oh, now we do have a super chat from the guy we have a bet from. Uh, thank you for support for your support. Slim Shady Canes with super chat says all trolling aside. Now, also, if you haven't seen a comment from Slim Shady Canes, his caps lock key is broken and is affixed to being on. Uh, he says uh, all trolling aside with all this realignment going on. Do y'all see it getting to a point? Uh, the Vandys and Georgia Techs of the world get kicked to the curb. Um First, we got to define what you mean by kick to the curb. I assume that means not in a, what's considered a Power Five conference, which is not the Big 12, uh, Big 10, or um, SEC, right? Yes. I mean, I hate to admit that, yes, I could see a scenario where that happens because there's only so many teams that those conferences can take and or are interested in. Um, and this goes to, I forget who said it, I think Chan um that's that kind of gives this like i'm not worried like the big 10 wants the atlanta market yeah the big 10 does want i'm sure to expand into the south here's the thing uh with georgia tech everything i've heard from insiders people that would know there's a several things the big 10 is looking at academics obviously georgia tech checks that box don't really check anything else for the big 10 though not a ton of people are watching us on tv we're horribly in debt. Um, we've got to we've got to iron those things out probably before we make a move to a conference like the Big Ten. Uh, go ahead, Sea Dog. I, I I've been I just bought a thirty five pack of these and I had to buy another one. I got pee again. <laughs> okay. Um. So <laughs> I don't actually know what was said because they had my freaking they had my dang headphones, so I couldn't even hear what. Uh, you didn't hear Slim Super Chat? I heard Slim Super Chat. I didn't hear what you were saying to my wife. <laughs> oh, just that we're awesome. Oh, it's true. Well, then you were spinning facts. Well, hopefully, uh, whatever you said to her leads to less heckling in the future. Because uh, that's all I get is heckling and noise making. But, uh. <laughs> is it weird that I'm talking to you? No, man, I'm just actually stoked that you're close enough to where we can interact still. Because, okay, not to um, spoil like all my content or anything, but I actually saw something today that made me so mad, I'm compelled to make a video about it. Um, so I saw something, speaking of all this realignment and stuff, and do you see the ACC um, adding more teams to, to that super chat earlier? Um, I saw something today saying that Ro it was Ross Dellinger who writes for Yahoo. Do you know? Are you, you know him? No. Go ahead. So he writes for Yahoo Sports, 
and he said that apparently the ACC executives or whatever regents were meeting to discuss actually getting five to seven teams from the Pac-12. Um, and then, of course, and then, of course, um, the Big 12 took them all. Are you kidding me? They were just now meeting. They were going to meet just now today to discuss the Pac-12, <laughs> taking Pac-12 teams. Are we are we serious right now? Yeah. Just now. Just now. They were going to meet about talking about taking Pac-12 teams. Why were they not on the phone with them the second that Oregon and Washington were confirmed to going to the Big Ten. Because the Big 12 was, and that's why the Big 12 is still alive and considered a power conference. Yep. This is why the ACC is going to fall apart. Because they are just now meeting to talk about possibly adding Pac-12 teams after they're all gone. Well, that meeting was canceled or something. Now, this is according <laughs> to Ross Dellinger. Yeah. This is according to Ross Dellinger. Okay, so... He writes for Yahoo Sports. He had a custom PFP on Twitter or X or whatever they call it. So this is why. This is why the ACC. Listen, not that the, I said this before. Not that the ACC couldn't be on the cutting edge of things and trying to convince teams to come over, you know, before this. But the second that Texas and Oklahoma announced their move to the SEC, the ACC should have been on the phone um, with all these other teams to see if they would come to the ACC and see if they could get something worked out. They should have, once USC and UCLA came, they should have done that, and, and they should have been leveraging, you know, they should have been talking to Oregon and Washington. Yeah. <clears throat> this has been, they've been sitting there for a year. They should have been talking to Oregon and Washington to see if they want to come to the ACC and using that as leverage to get a better paying TV deal or yeah. several, you know, several PAC 12 teams, several or talk about some sort of merger with the PAC 12. So they could both get, you know, the PAC 12 has been struggling to get a TV deal for a year now. And the ACC has been having trouble with grant of rights. Some sort of merger could have happened. And, you know, all the TV rights for those conferences could have come in one big bundle and it would have been great. Now it's like they're waiting till the till after it's already over. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you're telling me that the ACC could not have done what the Big Twelve has done, or, or at least some of that up to this point. I mean, now, I mean, what teams are out there to be got other than Notre Dame that would really strengthen well, he the just, conference? Buddy, buddy earlier just left them off here, freaking. Tulane, UConn, Temple, and Navy. <laughs> you got to be freaking kidding me, dude. You got to be joking me. I mean, I thought that the Big 12 adding Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston was enough. Those are the three best group of five teams in the country. And and yeah. those those still aren't enough uh, to make them considered you know, whatever you want to say. Uh, but, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, no. I mean, Temple and freaking Navy, they're not, they're not going to cut it. So, no, this is actually something good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This is actually something that the um, 
Mark Rogers, voice of college football, talked about, which, by the way, if you didn't know, C-Dog and I will be doing a post-game uh, stream after every Georgia Tech game uh, this year, so definitely be looking out for that. But they were talking about conference realignment and how the Pac-12, their inaction and honestly snootiness, which I'm a part of as a Tech guy, I tend to be a little more snooty, and I've talked about not letting West Virginia in because they don't meet academic standards, and that's part of the problem. Um, but they didn't want to let BYU in because there are a bunch of California schools yep. that don't want anything to do. And this ain't a political thing, but they don't want anything to do with the Utah Mormon thing. Um, but then they don't let like San Diego State in either, who is honestly one of the better group of five teams yep. as well. And now their conference is dead because of yep. it. Now, what's the difference? The ACC has this grant of rights thing, but don't lean on that too heavily when you can do something. I think that's the point, right? Yeah, man. I I just I, I'm just everything I've seen. The ACC is just so far behind the eight ball. Now, if this news is true or whatever that he was saying, at least they try to do something, you know? Because yeah, from everything we've seen, the public has seen, they're just gonna go with grant of rights and they're not gonna even try anything. Well, at least they're trying something, but it's too late. There, there's no teams we can add anymore. The ACC's finished. It's finished. There's no teams we can add that are gonna that are gonna sweeten our TV deal and up uh, up enough to compete with the Big Ten and SEC. It's not happening. The ACC's done for. This is horrible news. That the second that Oregon and Washington, we, we could have added them. We could have added the rest of the Pac-12 after, um, even after Oregon and Washington left. I mean. We could have added those pack those Pac-12 teams. I mean, it wouldn't have been great, but it might have been enough to save the conference. And it makes you know? all the it, sense in the world. It definitely would have been it, with with the inclusion of Oregon and Washington. And I bet adding all those teams, you could get a better deal that pays better for the ACC. I mean, think of okay? this: if we could have done that, maybe we could have leveraged Notre Dame to come in it with them. With a with we a big TV deal. In that situation, we wouldn't even need Notre Dame. You know, we've been begging them for years to join. They freaking won't. Okay, we wouldn't even need them in that situation. But yeah, if they join, it's all the better. Yeah, all the sweeter. It, that would be a great conference. Clemson, Florida State. If you want to freaking throw Florida State in there, they think they're some kind of like playoff contender or something. They're not. They're just good. Okay. Mm -hmm. For one year, like let's calm down about Florida State. I'm not even going to mention it. I'm going to start over. But their, Clemson, t their TV market is good, though. Yeah. Clemson, Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame, if you have them, Utah. That's a, that's that's playoff contending right there. It's all out the window now. ACC freaking sat around for too long with their thumbs up their ass. You know, you've mm -hmm. had a year. You've had a year to try and get these Pac-12 teams over to the ACC. Well, it's more than a year. When, when did Texas and Oklahoma announce they were leaving? 2021 that was 20 the 2021 off season so i mean but even that even before that usc and ucla hadn't announced it yet um which i don't know if they would have come but i mean i doubt usc and ucla would have come to the acc at that time but even after that even if you're gonna sit around and be reactionary it you've had a year of oregon and washington not having a place to go course they're going to the big 10 now but that was this week and you've had all this time to convince them to join the conference and then 
you know, you could have said, well, we're going to work out a better deal, a better TV deal. Yeah. And, and, and then Florida State and Clemson wouldn't have wanted to leave. And now it's too late. And the, the, the ACC's done. It's done. I mean, because it's just a matter of when. Like teams like Cal and Stanford. Are still, now, Stanford actually is a much better position than Cal, but you added, like, there's really no advantage to us adding Cal now because, as far as mark TV market and indebtedness, and I'll pull the curtain back and, and I'll kind of throw my own, my own team in there with it. Like, they're in as bad a position as we are. In fact, they're in worse position than we are financially. Um, and that's kind of the problem with the ACC now is, uh, honestly, teams like that that are not contributing revenue-wise to the conference. Um, so anything that made sense to do is kind of out the window. Notre Dame, I think you have said this, or maybe it was slim, I don't remember, but Notre Dame's probably going to sit back and see where all this shakes out so they yeah. kind of know the best way to go. Well, now Notre Dame, they're, you know, they don't want to, they just want to be independent as long as they can. But, I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't even, I don't know. Now, uh, Seminole says, says Lou had a good point. With all the big brands in the ACC, there's no reason it shouldn't be as powerful, be a powerful conference as a Big Ten or SEC. That depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about, like, football like football on the field and like that's one thing but really the important thing is the money that it's generating and with granite rights it's all locked in and it's verifiable that the acc is leagues behind those two conferences as far as money paid out to those big brands right clemson and florida state this is the problem that's why they want to leave i don't fault them for wanting to leave by the way the only thing I've faulted Florida State on is how ignorantly they've handled this with like this uh, crying wolf thing that they have a way out when they clearly don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now they're going to get Saudi money. <laughs> Could they become Jeez. the most hated team in America? Because be they they almost yeah. are right now. Yeah, that would be funny. I mean, they have been loud as hell lately. It's been really annoying. And it sucks because this hurts teams. I mean, we've seen this with Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, and Washington State. Uh, these teams that aren't these huge brands and valuable, they get relegated, you know, and it, it destroys rivalries. The Apple Cup is no more. Yeah. Washington State's probably, you know, probably going to get sent to the ether now, and mm -hmm. they're not going to play that game no more. So it's just – and that's like a hundred plus year they've been playing yeah. that game, right? Yeah. And the Civil War with Oregon and Oregon State. And the and the I mean, it's just like That's the other thing where this is and I don't know if I've seen this talked about as much. We're creating a positive feedback loop for these teams to get further and further left behind. Think of like the SEC, if they there's an arms race between them and the Big Ten, and they bloat to where they have so many teams in their conference, what does that mean? Less non-con games they're probably going to play. So mm -hmm. could Georgia drop Georgia Tech in a, in a rivalry game or any other scenario you want to so, – so teams that bank on these non-conference games, uh, like let me think of an mm -hmm. example, like, like a Navy, right? 
no one's going to want to play Navy anymore because yeah. they've got so many conference games to play. And you know, they're anyways, that that's all I'm saying. Well, look at Cal. You look at Cal. They're, they're one of the oldest, you know, tradition storied freaking programs in college football history. And, and what are they going to do? They're in debt. They're in, they're in a bad way. And all that they're going to do is get relegated. Um, they're not going to be able to play USC and UCLA uh, every year anymore, and they're done for. I mean, their their program's done for. They're going to get sent to the Group of Five. You think they're ever going to get that debt paid off with Group of Five money or whatever? How much money in debt are they? Did you say four hundred million? It's the most in college football of all the teams. Yeah, it's four hundred million or something like that. Let's see if I can find we're, out. We're either number four or number six. I, I saw this earlier. Uh, I saw like a graph earlier, but and and like one of the tech fans, the post didn't have anything to do with Georgia Tech, but one of the tech fans saw it and reposted it as like, um, they're like, dang, look at look at freaking Georgia Tech, how high we are on this list. So, yeah, and, and like I've I did a video on that and I said it before, like. You know, I love Georgia Tech, but as far as financial things are concerned, I think it's been pretty horribly mismanaged. There's nothing, there's no reason you can give me that we should be paying off debt from 1995. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that at all. I don't know. $445 I like million. Bat's done. I really like what Jay Bat's done. I mean, okay, so this was a point I had thought of earlier, and um, now they're talking about arguing about it in the comments, and it reminded me. So the way I look at it is the Big 12 got absolutely screwed by Texas and Oklahoma leaving, right? They lost their two, by far and away, their biggest brands and value um, that, that it brought to their conference. And they, yes, they have, they have patched it with a bunch of teams that aren't, nearly as good or or you know as valuable as those two brands are but their conference is still alive which is more than we can say for the pac-12 yep and more than we're going to be able to say for the acc soon their conference is still alive and it's because well it's because that it happened to them first which at the time we were like oh man the Big 12 is done. What are they going to do? Oh, add UCF and Cincinnati? That's not enough. Well, they, they've they done it to themselves. I mean, they, they have really, like, done a good job since then to make up everything that they could uh, for that loss. And it might not be where it was before, but they're still alive as a conference. They're, all their teams, you know, none of their teams got relegated like some of the Pac-12 did, or like some of the ACC teams are. Not all the ACC teams are going to find a spot, and that's because it happened to them first, and they've done the work since then. But now, guess what? The ACC's last, and all these other conferences are slap full. So mm -hmm. I have a feeling that, what, the Pac-12 has four teams that are getting relegated? I have a feeling it'll be more than that from the ACC that get relegated because – these conferences can be picky with which ones they take um, because they're already so full. So they can take the best ones, and the other ones aren't going to have a home. So the ACC has just sat on its hands the longest, and it is inevitable 
that the freaking conference falls apart. And there's going to be a lot of teams that get relegated. And I hope Georgia Tech's not one of them. I really do. Yeah, and look, I know it seems like Grana Rights is pretty solid, but there is a short circuit to that, which is eight teams voting uh, to dissolve the conference. Um, and with everything that's happening, I don't know how realistic uh, that is to happen, but it could happen. And wouldn't it be better, instead of having your two biggest brands perpetually irritated with you and ready to jump ship, do something that's going to make them happier, more apt to, to stay. I mean, yes, 2036 is a long time into the future, but as we get closer and closer to that, their ability to leave is probably going to get easier. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the ACC has mishandled this and could have done uh, you know, something to guarantee the long-term stability uh, of their conference far more than they have now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, as a product of just doing nothing, uh, there's no more teams for us to add. And if Clemson and Florida State leave, there's just not. There's nothing we can do except for everybody to leave. And it's sad. Yeah. But, and, I I mean, teams that – I mean, we would be in, you know, the running for teams that are just going to be left out. Teams like Wake, teams like Duke, Boston College, Virginia. Um Duke might be okay because of basketball. Well, but... du- yeah, Duke, Duke might be okay because of bas- basketball. North Carolina will be okay just because um, their football and uh, basketball. Uh, yep. Would Pitt be okay? Um, how attractive no. is Pitt? I mean, I think that the Big 12 could go after Pitt because they have West Virginia and I guess Cincinnati being there. But, you know, I think that Pitt, they that the Big 12 – would would take pit um it just depends it depends like we don't know how much the big 12 is going to be willing to take are they going to be willing to take the entire conference are we all going to be saved is the big 12 going to take cal stanford oregon state and washington no no well if they're not willing to take them then they're not going to be willing to take the entire acc too so is the big 10 going to take anymore is the sec if the if Clemson and Florida State go to the Big Ten, we're, there's going to be less room for teams like Georgia Tech. Well, the the and, SEC is only going to take teams for one reason: money that they bring to the conference. And all the teams we just talked about aren't going to be able to offer them that. The SEC is going to be wanting to add teams like North Carolina, FSU, Clemson, not Pitt, Wake, you know, uh, Virginia. Yeah, these no, teams. the SEC. Candidates would probably be, be Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina. Is that it? Yeah. NC State, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know how there. big their TV market is. Maybe, maybe it is. I mean, uh, admittedly, I don't know much about that. Nine Mill says North Carolina will be in the SEC because of the market. I agree with. Uh, and he says he thinks that of Virginia too. That I definitely disagree with. How many people are watching Virginia football? Yeah, uh, on I don't TV know about right that. Now. Oh, Vince Wilkes. I would love for Virginia to land in the SEC. It would be cool. Yeah. But they're doo-doo. <laughs> and yeah. they've been doo-doo for a long time. I wonder about Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's been hibernating, too. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. There's so many questions. There's so many avenues to explore. I want to make realignment videos. I haven't just because I get, I get going down all these paths. I started to make an all conference. I started to make the all coast conference video. Well, I was working on it for two nights and then the freaking Oregon state and, or Oregon and Washington go to the big 10 and blow up my whole all conference plan. I'm like the ACC over here waiting too long and then the shit gets pulled out from under me. Yeah, but in in your defense, you waited like a day. Uh, the, yeah, the ACC yeah. waited like 365 days. Yeah, or more than that. I mean, far be it from the ACC to make the first move, you know. The SEC did it with Texas and Oklahoma. Far be it from the ACC to be on the cutting edge. And know? Yeah, that never- – that's what's so tough about being a tech fan because we kind of get hit doubly with the lag and response or, you know, not being in front of because things. Georgia tech mirrors the ACC in that way. Yeah. Georgia that's what tech I'm saying. Is Georgia tech uh, from everything we've seen, you know, Florida state's looking out for what's best for them. We've heard not a peep from Georgia tech. It worries me. Yeah. I have choose to have faith in Jay bat and everything, but from what they've told me from, Everything, you know, they could be keeping it on the low, their communications with other conferences. Everything Georgia Tech's told me, Jay Bat, in his opening press conference with Brent Key and Jay Bat, is that they love the ACC. They're committed to the ACC. They're not, you know, they don't want to leave the ACC. That's what they told us. So I haven't seen anything to the contrary. So what am I supposed to believe? Well, in truth... I think we hired Jay Bat about two years too late. Or it could that could be the case. We really needed Jay Bat coming in and working this two years ago for us, as far as the financial side of things. Yep. Lord knows our last AD didn't do us any favors. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. Just jeez. I don't know, man. It's, uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry you asked me, and I, I talked for a hundred years about no. whatever I think could happen. But there's so many, like you asked me about realignment. There's so many possibilities. There's so many questions we don't know. There's so much to, that that is concerning to me, and I'm concerned for the future of our school, uh, the program, and the football team that we love. I'm concerned for our ability to compete at the highest level. Should we? get there one day should we get that good one day yeah well i don't know it puts a ceiling on us if we're left out here that's a lot lower than it is now i don't yeah i don't want to have a ceiling on on what level we're able to compete at yeah i don't um i think at the very least we could get into the big 12 the only reason i don't see the big 12 not letting us in is because they're just too full other than that, like they don't have any teams in Georgia, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know when they're taking ACC teams, the big, the SEC and Big Ten will get their pick of ACC teams, and the Big Twelve, you know, so they won't have as big of a scoop to take. But that you know they'll have their teams, and assuming that. <sighs> Everybody else is assuming they have to choose from like the Virginias, NC State, us, Wake Forest, Boston College, Syracuse. I have a feeling that we have a good 
chance of getting into the Big 12, but even that is just questionable. I just don't know. Well, that's what's worrying me. The Big 12 is getting bloated now uh, with their their recent additions, so I'm not as confident on that as I once was. I think they they would take us, and I don't know what the deals that these teams signed with the Big 12 are. How long are they locked into the Big 12? Would the Big 12 try and kick teams to take better teams than the group of five teams they did take? I have no idea. I think that's what you're talking about. There's so much uncertainty. I mean, I feel like you, and there are content creators that do this. I mean, this to to really know what's going on, you'd have to dedicate a full time job just to looking at conference realignment, what these deals are, what does the grant of rights really say? Seems like no one really knows. I mean, I know it's just two two pages, but the the legality around it um, is is tough. But um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, it, it worries me too, man. It, it worries me too. Uh, I try not to think about it a lot of times just for my own sanity. But I've been worried about great. it from the very from the very moment that Texas and Oklahoma, because I knew it was going to open up. Uh, I knew it was going to open up just a can of worms of realignment, and I've been worried about it from that moment, and I still am. The ACC has not done anything. I made a video two years ago talking about what can the ACC do to um, to improve ourselves. Because at the time, guess what? We could have gone into the Big 12 and got teams. Yeah. We could have got teams from the Big 12. You know, they, weren't, they were up in there too. They didn't have a TV deal worked out at the time. They didn't have teams. For, they didn't have UCF, Cincinnati, any of them. We could have took UCF, Cincinnati, and them. We could have took teams from the Big 12. Yeah, and honestly, damn, damn the Pac-12 for not doing what they needed to do because that's affecting us now too. Like, Think of a scenario where the Pac-12 did something to secure their conference. It would be better for the ACC. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah, it would. But they got picked apart. We didn't do anything. I mean, it's nobody's fault but the ACC's. So... Well, with that being said, let's uh, <laughs> let's maybe pivot to a final topic before we end the show. It's getting kind of yeah. late. Well, a little doom and gloom there. <laughs> but that's something that I'm passionate about and worried about, too. So, Sorry if I'm doom and gloom, but no, I, I, mean, I got to make look at it. I got to make some videos talking about that because I've been slacking and I just I I made the YouTube channel because I have a lot to say. But I just haven't been saying it. I gotta, I gotta get better about that. Well, I've I mean, been, every, my life's been so crazy. I've been moving and working, and everything's so busy. Yeah, so we've I been apologize. realigning too, <laughs> along with the conference I, yeah, realignment. Yeah, I apologize for the lull in content. I'm not on top of things like I should be, getting geared up for the season. Um, but, uh, but I'm gonna try to get better. So. You said you had a final topic. Yeah, what are uh, Vince Wilkes would like to know? What are your thoughts on the new uh, Greta album? Oh, dude, he says it feels like a lot of the same, like an old friend he's visiting. <laughs> I mean, they 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 just don't miss the new Greta Van Fleet album is freaking incredible. Okay, and and it it is it's just incredible. All their songs. At first, when I would listen to them, I was like. Eh, it's all right, you know. I, they don't have a bad song. They don't have a single bad song in their entire discography. Um, but 
but they seriously the more i listen to the album it it is really good and i'll say one thing about it <clears throat> they mixed it weird they have like too many it feels like too many effects on it and you can't hear the instruments as well and the recorded versions not all the songs on the album are like that um some of the so- some of the songs sound really good like meeting the master fate of the faithful um uh fallen sky sounds pretty good but a lot of them like sacred the thread farewell for now those songs sound a lot better live so i recommend if you like if you like the album i recommend listening to the sacred the thread live you can hear the drum the drum beat it's it sounds like the opening to led zeppelin's um when the levee breaks like just a really heavy like slow kind of uh, drum beat and it sounds really cool but it sounds a little bit everything sounds too washed out on the album and like the music the instruments don't hit as hard as in the live version you can just hear everything better and it just sounds better live so i recommend mm-hmm. doing that but the album's freaking incredible and i've i've thought about doing yeah you get yeah sorry get me going on Greta Van fleet too that's something i mean they're that's good something... but they're not like blink 182 or anything <laughs> That Greta Van Fleet is actually something I'm passionate about uh, to have an to make another YouTube channel for. I just I love Greta Van Fleet like I love my jackets. Um, they're freaking incredible, and uh, I have thought about making doing an album like a full album review and just posting on my channel. But you know I think I've been thinking more about it. I'm like, man, I could make another channel and do. But I'm so busy lately, like. Yeah, we need another channel. Like we need a hole in the head, man. <laughs> right i'm so busy lately i don't have time for another channel but if i could make another channel i would do grand man fleet content and as soon as i thought about that of course i'm a content creator a million ideas for videos popped into my head um so i could do that and i know what i call it too i call it the peaceful army uh so and then you could do like uh, band realignment like some of the band members are threatening to leave and you it could come full circle yeah yep so Sorry to go off on a tangent again, but you get me started about Greta Van Fleet, and um, I'm uh, I'm just gonna start rambling on. I'm passionate about my my freaking jackets and my favorite band there. So nothing wrong with that. Well, I think uh, we're almost at ten thirty. So yeah. <laughs> fi- final yeah. thoughts. Who's gonna start uh, down series one offensively at Louisville? At Louisville? Oh. Oh, against uh, Louisville. Yeah, I've been saying this all offseason. Well, actually not. I thought once Haynes King came in, I thought he would. But from everything I've seen and heard from the media members and stuff, it seems like Pyron's got it. I think he's just – he's he had the job last year. He's Key's boy, and, you know, he's proven to us. I mean, now Haynes King has won the starting job twice at, at Texas A&M. And I thought yeah. that maybe he has a little bit higher ceiling than Pyron from what I, you know, but still that's been not been achieved. And we already know, you know, Pyron is really, really good and tough. And when you talk about toughness, that, that that's what they say about the quarterback toughness. Toughness, toughness. Well, that's personified in freaking Pyron. We know that we know that. I mean, that dude is tough as a freaking box of nails. So, so that's who I, I would go with Pyron. 
Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, yeah. it's another one of those things, kind of like the game. I feel like it's a toss up. But if I had to pick, I'd say Pyron. Um, and kind of like you, the as we kind of as time has passed since we've brought King in, I don't necessarily know that King's ceiling is that much greater than Pyron's, if if it is at all. So uh, I'm, I, I guess I'm probably Team Pyron uh, going into the to the first game. Uh, but with that being said, man, I think we'll we'll end the show. I can't stop yawning. Uh, it's past Rex bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I got work in the morning too, and I've just been rambling on and on. But I mean, there's just so much going on lately. There is. And now we need to talk slacking. about it. Yeah, I've been slacking on the content, so I feel like I got a lot off my chest. For those <laughs> of you waiting on me to make some freaking videos for once in my life. Uh, Hopefully that satisfies you. That's how my thoughts on basically every single thing that's gone on in college football for the past <laughs> few weeks or whatever. Uh, so there you have it. I feel like that was an amazing show. That was an amazing show. And uh, like Jay Bat coming in the, at the 12th hour, Dog 18 here <laughs> comes in and says, damn, late <laughs> show tonight. It was, man. We had a lot to get off our chest. And I think that was a really good show. I'm probably going to go back and watch this and clip some things out uh, mm-hmm. like you. Um, but, yeah, with that one, the show, guys, I appreciate everyone uh, for showing up. We had like 50-something people in here at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two Super Chats. We always appreciate that. Sea um, dog uh, what's the last thing you got to say? I got to say, go Jackets and to hell with Georgia. Oh, yeah, I like that. Definitely the hell with Georgia. Brent Key signed that on all our stuff. Uh, I agree within the next three years. We're going to get those uh, nasty dogs.